Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. House call time from Dr. Kevin Most, now sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Doc, good morning to you. Let's talk first about the uh, new home COVID test and what do we need to know? Yeah, well, it's interesting. You know, the, the new test is actually a test that not only tests for COVID, but also tests for influenza. <clears throat> In the past, you've had to go into a hospital or into a clinic to be tested for influenza. But with COVID, we really realized that home testing is very available. And now we have put these two tests together so that when you do get sick, you have high fever, you don't know what it is. Instead of waiting a couple of days to see if it gets better, going into the doctor and then missing your opportunity to take Tamiflu or Paxlovid, you could test yourself at home and come up whether it's COVID or flu. So big news, interesting that one of the good things that came out of COVID is pushed home testing for some of these infectious diseases. And it will allow people to now know what their diagnosis is at home very early and then be able to talk to their doctor and say, hey, took a home test, tested positive for influenza. Mm. So Great. We'll get you started on Tamiflu right away and, again, shorten the duration of whichever illness it is. Yeah, a lot of people uh, sometimes wonder, do I have COVID? Do I have the flu? So this way they'll know how accurate is this test. Yeah, they're both very accurate, which is great. You know, when we look at the PCR testing, which is the gold standard, it's just a little bit below that, but we're talking just a couple percentage points. And again, we're talking about illnesses now that if you're fully vaccinated for COVID or influenza, you know, the illness is going to be more of an inconvenience, but certainly to shorten that inconvenience from 10 days of fever and body aches down to three or four will certainly make an impact on people's work schedule, whether they can let their kids go back to school. A whole bunch of things will be impacted if people use this test and get treated early. Will these be widely available? And what do we know about the cost? Yeah, they will be widely available. It will be interesting to see what they do with the cost. If I had the insurance company, I would say, hey, we'll pick up that cost. We don't want you to have to go into the doctor to spend a whole heck of a lot more money to find out the exact results. But they'll be widely available. And it'll be interesting because you say, well, wait, you tell us all the time that influenza changes all the time. How will we know which one to put in the test? But influenza has major uh, categories, influenza A, influenza B, and that's what you're going to be testing for. So it's not going to get down to the specific strain, which is ex- which is fine because the medications don't change. And same with COVID. Even if COVID changes a little bit, we're still going to be looking for the basic COVID virus, and then, and then we will be able to identify if you have the illness. We've been talking a lot about, and Narcan's been in the news, what do we need to know about that, and what's the update, Doc? Yeah, you know, the biggest thing with Narcan, just a couple weeks ago, the FDA made a big change, and they decided that this was going to go over-the-counter. And you say, well, wait a second, I thought you could get it without a prescription, and you could. So there's a difference between a medication you can get without a prescription and over-the-counter. One that you can get without a prescription, you still need to go to the pharmacist, discuss the case of the pharmacist, and the pharmacist would give those to you. You would be able to purchase those versus over versus over the counter where you're walking down an aisle now and you can just pick it up without having any discussion with the pharmacy. Now, people may say, hey, Kevin, you're just splitting hairs, when in fact studies have shown that that's just the opposite, that those individuals will now have a higher chance of having that drug available in their home for someone that they know may be abusing opioids or have those closer to you than having to go and talk to a pharmacist. So 
It really is going to be a big thing. A lot of people take opioids appropriately for chronic pain, and unfortunately, they can take it. They can have an overdose even if they're taking the medications appropriately. So, having Narcan available is certainly going to make a difference. You know, we still have so many deaths. You know, two hundred thousand. You know, people overdosed in the last year. You know, a hundred thousand die from opioid overdoses. So, having a medication that can save them and certainly help uh, opportunity to turn their lives around is important. Another thing, another thing we've been talking about lately, February was Heart Health Month, and we have this headline over the weekend, a potential statin alternative shows promise to help heart health. Does this mean you're going to be recommending this drug in, instead of some other, some other statins? Well, it's interesting. You know, the drug you're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, Nexlatol or benpoic acid, it is, um, it's been available, so it's out there, and people have been using it. But what the Cleveland Clinic did is they took a large study, 14,000 people over 32 countries in over five years, and then, then just published the results this week. And it really, uh, it's a kind of an interesting drug. This is a drug that many people can't tolerate statins. You know, 35 million people take statins in the United States, and 20% of people can't tolerate them, mainly because of the muscle aches, where the drug happens to be broken down and causing inflammation. Well, this drug really breaks down only in the liver, so you don't have that side effect. But it has shown to decrease the bad cholesterol, the LDL, by over 20%, decreases heart attacks by 23%. So it will be very interesting to see how doctors, if they step up and start using this. It's currently used in individuals who can't tolerate statins at a high dose, so we lower the dose where the dose for the statin may not be that effective, but we put this with it almost like a little cocktail there to have the two drugs together. The downside is $400 a month, so it's a little bit pricey right now. No generic. matter of fact, it doesn't even go off patent until December of 2023, at which time this time next year we'll probably see many generics if the use continues. It's our Monday morning appointment with the Chief Medical Officer at Northwestern Medicine Central DuPage Hospital, Dr. Kevin Most. Just about every week, there's a story about low-carb diets. Sometimes we're told they're healthy. Sometimes we're told they're not. (laughs) What do you think about all this, Doc? Yeah, Bob, I think, you know, all you do is wait one more week and you're going to find out the exact opposite, right? So you're going to have people who are going to argue, hey, it is very healthy, and then you're going to have people argue it's not healthy at all. I think people who want to lose weight, if they have a restricted carbohydrate diet, it's probably good. You know, everyone, if you remember the big keto diet, and that was a big one for a while, and eat as much fat as you want, eat all the bacon you want, but don't have any carbohydrates. So certainly it makes us burn different uh, areas of energy in our body. If we have low carbohydrates, then the body has to go to other sources for its energy, including, you know, uh, glycogen, which is stored in the liver, uh, other uh, fat sources, which can provide energy. So certainly from a weight loss program, a low carbohydrate diet is good. It'll increase your good cholesterol, your HDL goes up, your triglycerides go down, and and low-carb diets have also shown to have decreased blood pressure. But I still go back to go with a good balanced diet, whether it's the Mediterranean diet or the DASH diet, where you know, you're eating healthy and you still have some carbohydrates, not down to a point of the keto where it's you know, less than 1% of your calories. 
There are certainly many people these days who order sandwiches without bread, or maybe they they get a lettuce wrap, and I guess that would be a good thing to do once in a while, wouldn't it? Uh, oh, cut down on the bread intake. Yeah, absolutely. You're still getting the protein that you need, whether it be from the cheese or the meats that you're eating, um, but certainly decreasing those carbs a little bit. And I'll tell you, people that want to lose weight, I would say cut down your carbs because if you look at between the breads and the pastas and some of the processed foods we eat, you know, certainly um, want to lose some weight. That's probably the easiest way to lose weight. And that brings us to this next uh, question about salt, sugar, and fat. Uh, A recent study uh, seemed to indicate that people gain weight for something uh, other than those three ingredients. Uh, I know you read this report. What do you make of it? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. What What the study did was they broke down foods into whole foods, you know, unprocessed, totally unprocessed vegetables and unprocessed meats, and then oils and fat, and then slightly processed and then ultra processed. And what they did, it was it was very fascinating because what they did is they took diets and they said, okay, let's make sure we have the same nutrients. Let's make sure we have the same number of carbohydrates, protein, fat, all of that. And they broke them down into ultra processed food and whole food. And they allowed the people for two weeks to eat one of those two diets. And it was fascinating how the people that spent two weeks on each diet, they could eat as much as they wanted. When they were on the ultra-processed, they ate 500 extra calories a day and increased about two pounds over the two-week period. When people ate the whole food diet alone, they actually took in a lot fewer calories and they lost weight. But remember, Hmm. both of these diets were nutritionally matched. They were the identical as far as nutrients. So that's what the title of the story is trying to to explain. Mm -hmm. And now we're saying, is there a link between the processed food and some addiction system in our brain where it says, eat more of these, I really like those. Hmm. Now, in reality, we know that the ultra-processed foods, unfortunately, cost about $45 less a week than the whole food. So Mm -hmm. sometimes this goes down to a socioeconomic issue as well. So is this is the takeaway from this is just another reason to try to avoid as much processed food as you can? Oh, absolutely. If you look at ultra-processed food, you're going to see increase in colon cancer, increase in breast cancer, increase in hypertension, diabetes, obesity. But, you know, the, the strange thing is we all know this, but yet 60% of our diet is ultra-processed food. I mean, we can tell people all the time, don't eat ultra-processed food, and here's the many reasons why. But unfortunately, we make it too convenient for processed food. And some of the reasons are good. They increase the shelf life. They make it stable so that it lasts longer in your home, so that you're not going to the grocery store every day like people did years and years ago. They they would shop for each meal. Um, but now that gets to be an inconvenience. Well, with that convenience comes, unfortunately, some health risks. One more question, doctor, about that study and about how it was headlined. It read, uh, fat, sugar, salt, uh, you've been thinking about food all wrong. But if I'm understanding this correctly, we're talking about ultra-processed food, and those are the foods loaded with too much fat, sugar, and salt, correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, those are loaded with it. But the point of the study was he tried to make two diets that nutritionally were identical, 
but he found that people wanted the ultra-processed food, whether they were craved it more, whether it tasted better, because of the increased salt, because of the increased sugar, because of the way it's been um, put together. Uh-huh. So he's just he's just trying to break it down into four different groups and say, hey, eat more of the unprocessed foods, stay away from the processed, and stay away as much as you can from the ultra-processed foods. And the ultra-processed foods obviously are the ones that, like I said, are so convenient for us, and we eat them in fast food restaurants. We pick them up in the grocery stores because we look and say, okay, what's the expiration date on this? Oh, it's good for two months, whether it's vegetables in a can or other processed meats or other processed foods. Uh, let me get in a, a listener question here since we have an extra minute or two this morning. And this is interesting. Bob, can you ask Dr. Most if there is a uh, response to Paxlovid? I think what he means is a side effect here. I took it when my doctor suggested it, and I had a bad reaction. It lasted a day. I had a rapid heartbeat, a very loud noise in my head, and um, I heard blood rushing in my head with every heartbeat. Have you heard much about this? Well, certainly there's, there's big side effects with Paxlovid, and probably the number one side effect, it's kind of interesting that they didn't mention it, is the metallic taste. That's what stops most people from doing it. Although other people are going to have minor side effects, and that's probably one of them if that's the only other drug they were taking. But you have to remember that that individual had COVID at the exact same time. So whether the Paxlovid didn't work and that was the, the, from the uh, illness itself or whether that was a side effect from the medication. But the number one side effect, obviously is the metallic taste which you know makes some people stop after just a couple of days unfortunately northwestern medicine's dr kevin most and we will stay away from food packages that have an expiration date that reads you should live so long appreciate right. it as always talk to you next week <laughs> you got it bob take care